What's going on, y'all? This your boy, Chris Simmons, coming to you with another special, special episode, man. As y'all can see, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to do an in-person episode for a very, very long time, and now we finally have one of my biggest supporters here. She came all the way from Oklahoma to Kent, Ohio, just to be here today, man, because she know you, she fly for free. She fight free, so you already know how that be. But anyway, you already know who this is. She been on my, uh, you know, Wednesday live segments, and she also was on one of my podcast episodes uh, earlier. Um, I think it was uh, late last year, something like that. But you already know who this is, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Miss Heather Westover. What's going on with you, girl? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's so glad to see you face to face. I know. I've been saying that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just better to, like, do it in person because, like, that way, like, we ain't got to worry about Zoom or, you know, any te- technological glitches. Yes. You know, I know we've had a little uh, trouble well, doing that on the live. We have had a hard time with <laughs> yeah, my internet. Holy yeah, crap. It's been crazy, like, because, you know, she out there in the country. <laughs> so, you know, they don't get all that signal out there, you know. So, so just... Just like as we met for the first time and we're visiting, he he just stops me and he's like, "You are country." Yeah. <laughs> hey, what, what, uh, I mean, it's just from all the things you were telling me, like the fact that you out there in the middle of nowhere. Where's the nearest gas station? How far is it to get to the nearest gas station? Mm, 10, 12 miles. I oh, see. Yeah, that's out the that, country. Yeah, that's way too far. I mean, like <laughs> I can walk to the nearest gas. You see, what I'm saying we just grew up a little different, but it's right, all good. Right. But it's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? But So when I grew up in South Dakota, I lived 12 to 13 miles from town, at, from the nearest gas station. So my dad would have a gas tank full of gas out on the farm, like <laughs> giant, big barrel that we would just fill up from that. So we had our own gas station. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. See, like, that's, that's just country living out there, man. You know, they, she would tell me earlier, so we went to... Uh, the barrio spot downtown man we mm-hmm. went to this barrio spot we were sitting down um unfortunately well i had already ate so i didn't really get any tacos or anything like that because I, I was I, so looking forward to I, treating him to supper cause, and he cause, gets water cause, that's all well, because like i had well because i had leftover chicken wings and I had some spinach and i had some rice because i'm thinking like all right they probably gonna just get their own food for real but i didn't know that they when i came you know when i pulled up to the hotel to meet him in the lobby like I didn't know that. They Here had, we were starving, waiting on him. I didn't know him. they were starving. I didn't even know. So, but I still, you know, I was still mushing on the chips and salsa because you know they give out the free chips and salsa and everything like that. But we were sitting out at Barrio and we was, you know, talking and you know catching up. And she told me like how you know her whole family, you know, know how to shoot guns. I'm like, bro, I'm like in the city they shut that down. <laughs> hey, they all lie. They, they frown gonna, on that. They're gonna, they? They gonna turn you in, man. They turn you into police. No, as a matter of fact, I was telling him our church to uh, Sunday's Father's Day. We, they're taking all of the dads to a gun range, and everybody's hey. <laughs> shooting skeet. You know, yeah, so so it's a little crazy, man. But yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, just which I find so interesting because we are so compatible. I mean, obviously. You're, we're about 30 years in age difference, different cultures, different parts of the country. You know, I'm country and you are city, you know, which is so funny because I teach in public school and um, our little boys, one of the ways that they insult each other, <laughs> I had a little boy come run into me one day and he was about to cry and he was, you know, trying to act big and he said, Ms. Westover, he called me a city boy. <laughs> and so, 
<laughs> this is how we insult each other in Oklahoma. You're a city boy or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. Like, I ain't never heard nothing like uh, that, man. But wow, that's just crazy. But hey, nonetheless, man, I'm just glad that she was able to make it up here. Uh, and she she told me that her flight was got delayed several times. So we were, it was, she was supposed to get here a little earlier. Um, but it's all good. I mean, I'm glad that she was still able to make it over here safely. And uh, man, this is like the first, well, actually, no. Other than my friend James, who I had back in the day, man, it's like, you know, it, it just feels good that I had a guest come out, come all the way out here, out of the way to come come out here and support. So I believe good, in what man. you're doing, Chris. Yeah, no, I, probably one of my biggest supporters, other than my family, of course, other than my mom and my dad and all that. She's one of my biggest outside supporters, man. And it's it's crazy, like how. We made this connection over over live when I was doing back when I was doing the What Would You Do Wednesdays with Miss Tiffany and Chanel, you know, when she put me on to doing Instagram lives. It's just crazy like how she popped in and she was like engaging in what I was talking about. And all of a sudden she she reached out to me. She's like, yo, like, I see you doing all this stuff. Like, can we connect? Can we do a Zoom call? And then here we are right now, man. It's just crazy. Man. Yeah. It's crazy. Like so it's all good and you know, I got a book right here. Y'all see this? Hold on, let me put it up to the camera. <laughs> it's called Growing Old, uh, One Lucille Ball Moment at a Time. Yes. So this is actually out. This is the print version right here. So I'm going to go ahead and promote this, put this up on the page right here. You know what I'm saying? I have, not, well, I want, I, I was able to get an uh, electronic version, but the thing was, I was only able to see a sample. And I'm like, I want a sample. I want a book where I can like read this boy and, you know, fall asleep on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when I'm in the bed late at night reading, I'm be like, not down like this. So I was, unfortunately, she was uh, able to, you know, give me this in person. So I'm really appreciative of a free copy. So definitely go get this book. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. out right now. I'm really excited to read it because I'm a reader. I got a lot of books I need to read. I got like so many books. Uh, over my graduation uh, party, you know, a lot of people gave me books and stuff, so I'm really excited to read them. But I'm especially excited to read this, so definitely go check this out every time. It's on Amazon, get a print version, you get an e ebook version, paperback, all that. So definitely go check that out, man. So man, I'm excited to read it. But anyway, man, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, get into the topic today now. You know, I really wanted to make this topic more centered around. Fathers, man, because you know Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. Um, I'm not gonna be with my family uh, in terms of Father's Day, but you know I was actually talking to my dad earlier today, and he had called me. You know he wanted to check to see how I was doing and stuff like that. And uh, you know I know that he he's planning on trying to take a family vacation here soon, so hopefully we can get that sorted. And plus, like for those of you who don't know, I'm moving to Atlanta. Um, my moving date to my new place is July the 12th. So I'll be moving down there. So we're gonna try to figure out like how we can squeeze a vacation in. Plus like on top of me already trying to move down there and stuff like that. But yeah, man, like, you know, I was just grateful to, you know, be able to talk to my dad. And, you know, when we talk about Father's and, you know, Father's Day, sometimes Father's Day can be a little bit harder than Mother's Day. Now, I believe if you do have a father, every day should be Father's Day. Like it should, like, you know, over here in America, you know, they like to make special days for like fathers and mothers. But I'm like, bro, like, you got a mom and dad. Like, every day should be that. But apparently, you know, it's like a little, it's like a little holiday that they, a little ritual that they do over here. So, you know, I know this time it's the fathers. So, 
you know, Father's Day is coming up. And I know that that, that can be a little hard for somebody because usually fathers is a little different than mothers. See, mothers are more nurturing and stuff like that. You know, mothers are more, you know, kind, tenderhearted, you know what I'm saying? And kind of like take you in, you know, make 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 everything seem like it's going to be okay. But sometimes fathers, man, it can be a little different. You know, sometimes not everybody is fortunate enough to have a good relationship with their fathers because most of the time, you know, fathers are the ones where, you know, it can make or break a child for real. You know, I was talking to a, uh, I was talking to one of my homeboys, man, like, earlier um i think it was like two weeks ago man he was telling me about his situation with his father and you know he told me how he didn't his father wasn't really there like he his father really he didn't really know his father and that's what caused him to act out man you know he was looking for that love in the streets so you know he turned to the streets you know try to get that love because he didn't have no father to you know be there and tell him how to raise you know tell him how to be a man and stuff like that and that's why fathers is such an important uh, peace to the household you need you know I mean that father is so important like not just for men but for women as well for females as well you know what I'm saying because a father what a father does especially to a young to a man like you know like me or any male out there is like the father is the one that teaches you how to be a man only your father can do that see I know like you know sometimes single mothers you know they try no, no, nothing against single mother like I mean single mothers are Obviously, if you single mom, like, kudos to y'all. Like, that's tough. But the thing is, like, you can try to teach your son how to be a man, but at the end of the day, that father's got to be there to teach that son how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Because only a, only a man can teach a man how to be a man. Yes. And see, sometimes that's where it can be tough sometimes, especially for young boys. It's like, if they ain't getting that love from their father, if they ain't getting that discipline from their father, then they're going to turn to somebody else. And usually, that, that, that comes, you know, they turn from to other people to show them how to be a man that could be sometimes it could be dangerous man mm-hmm. so that's why like the father is always like the important piece and then for the females it's like usually like what the father does for the females like they try to show like if you got a good father you know that father will try to show you what a good man is supposed to look like you know what i'm saying because i know with some females like you know they don't have a father in the house Sometimes a female like may not you know see a good example of what a man is, or if you got a, a father that's being abusive to your mother, it's almost like man, like it, I guess this is how love is. Mm-hmm. And so some people will try to, well, and some females what they do is they get in these relationships to where you know the man is you know dominating, being abusive, and they feeling like oh like I guess I must this is this is what love is. I guess like since my dad was abusive, I guess like this is how I'm supposed to be treated. And they expect that. But it's like, nah, like, you shouldn't ever feel like that, especially as a woman. Like, you shouldn't, you know, feel like you got to get in an abusive relationship with a man and you got to, you know, be a slave to another man just to feel like you got to be loved. So, again, that's why, like, sometimes, like, that father is so important. And I can't emphasize that enough. You know, and I think in this world or in our country anyway where we have been so focused on feminism and and you know and rightfully so there were a lot of things that needed to change for women I'm not, I'm not at all I mean obviously being a woman and being the mom of five girls I completely agree with all of the the achievements that women have fought for however <clears throat> I think that a dad is just as important to a daughter as he is to a son I think that we have tried so hard to acknowledge and 
and empower women who have had to do it on their own and and you know like you said god love them because you know god gives them a special anointing to do what they have to do if their husband or the father isn't around for whatever reason but at the same time let's not diminish the role of the dad okay um my husband is so important to all five of my girls my dad was my guy i mean we just connected loved my mom my mom loved me but for some reason i just clicked with my dad and um you know i went you know through some hard times or whatever but my my dad loving me the way he did was just pivotal in who i became as a woman when i grew up and so I think I just wanted to emphasize that as you're saying, the moms are more for the girls or whatever. Yes, but l let me emphasize, dads are equally important to girls as they are to the young boys. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was saying as well, it's like, you know, again, it's like the father is there to teach his son how to be a man in terms of like being responsible. And, and you know, with, the, with his daughter, it's like he's showing like, uh, his daughter like what a good man is supposed to look like as well you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying like I know a, a dad a, a father can't teach a, a teach a daughter how to be a female like that's the mom mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because only mm -hmm. a mom know how to be a female because you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying she's a female herself but what the dad can do is you know be able to be protective mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so sometimes like you know dad sometimes you know sometimes you know, you know as a female like you may feel like oh you know my dad you know he don't let me go out with, with certain people but you know at the end of the day like he don't mean no harm by it you right. know what I'm saying it's just like he just trying to protect you for real because he know the game right. so sometimes like from a female standpoint sometimes you know when you get to that age where all uh, like you start a date and you want to you know go out and try to date other dudes sometimes that's where your dad can be that great resource because your dad knows like what men intentions are. So mm -hmm. that's what he can, that's another benefit. Like, So one of the things that my husband tried to implement with our girls, we have five daughters, four were right close together, and then one came 10 years later. So, um, but we've tried to implement with all of them that before they can get in a car and go somewhere with a boy, my husband wants to have an eye to eye conversation with the boy that is about to drive our daughter somewhere. To the effect like you know she is to be her safety is to be your priority like if you have one seat belt in the whole car she's the one that gets seat belted in you know just that type of not because we know that all all people assume that your children are important to you but there's something about those five senses when my husband walks up and shakes hands with the boy that's about to put my daughter in his car and he looks my husband in the eye and he hears my husband say this girl's important to me and I want her safe. I want you to bring her home safe and I want you to bring her home on time, I, you know, whatever. Um, but some of my daughters just really drew to that. They were dragon boys to my husband, you know? <laughs> Others were like, oh my gosh, they never let us know that anybody liked them ever because they did not want to have this boy have to have a talk with my husband, you know? But it was so important 
to him and to me to watch my husband develop that relationship with my girls and that, yes, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to look this boy in the eye because if he doesn't really care that much about you, my conversation with him will weed out the weak ones, you know? And it wasn't like my husband was mean. It was just having to sit and look my husband in the eye, um, you know? And that really made my girls feel loved. Even if they tried to avoid bringing a boy to him, it made my girls feel loved. Yeah, see, like, you know, all that is is just, you know, your, it's just love. It's just out of love, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, like, growing up, you don't see, like, what your parents is trying to do necessarily. Like, you know, on the subject of dads, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll, you know, be open and transparent with, like, my relationship with my dad, like, you know, I realized, like, coming up, like, he was always on me about certain responsibilities. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I grew up amongst two sisters, two younger sisters. And, uh, you know, his expectation of me was, like, to try to be the protector and, and try to be the man of the house. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Even encouraging you to protect your sisters. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, sometimes, like, you know, since I was the oldest, like, he would expect more out of me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the things weren't done around the house. I'd be the first one he would come after, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And uh, just, you know, stuff like that, you know, because he expected me to be that responsibility because, you know, he was the head of our household, so he expected me, like, to be like, look, he was just trying to get me ready to be like, look, like, when you get out here and you're trying to be a man, take care of your responsibility, you got to take charge. And so there were times where, like, I was like, man, like, why are you always yelling at me for this and that? Like, stuff like that. Why are you always on me about this and that? You know, sometimes, like, you know, if I would, wouldn't do something the correct way, like, he would get on me about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at the time, like, man, like, what you doing? Like, why you always on me? Why you always trying to tell me this and that? You know, because it didn't register to me at a young age. But as I've, you know, gotten older, I realized, like, all that stuff was, was just to help prepare me to when I was getting out here. And I, I give a lot of credit to that, to that, to my dad because of, like, how he, how he, read, how he uh, you know, brought me up in terms of, you know, trying to be you know, discipline and trying to be, you know, trying to help me keep my head on straight for real. Cause like, I look at like how I turned out versus, you know, some other people who did necessarily have that father to teach them how to be a man or teach them how to be responsible for themselves. You know, I look at that and I look at myself, I'm like, man, like, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm able to, you know, navigate through the world in a way to where I got you know, I can keep my head on straight and know, like, how to act. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not out here, you know, tearing up stuff or, you know, getting into trouble or anything like that. Like, I'm just disciplined enough to know, like, right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I can give a lot of that credit to my dad because, like, he instilled that discipline in me to take care of my business. Like, the fact that I used to see him get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to work out, and, and, and uh, you know, do work in his office. He used to cook us breakfast, like, before school. Like, tell me a dad, man, who cook you a full country breakfast? Because my dad from the country. And he from Macon, Georgia. So, you know, he he put he, he used to cook us a country breakfast, like, every morning. He used to have us get downstairs, like, before school. Like, the bus would come at, like, 6, come at, like, 6.50. And he'd be like, all right, I need y'all to come downstairs at 16 on the dock. <laughs> I remember one time I came down there. At six eleven, so I was a minute late. <laughs> he looked at me like, "Son," he like, "Man, what time is it?" I said, "Six eleven." He's like, "So what time are you supposed to be down here?" I said, "Six ten." He's like, "Well, you late," and that's when he got mad. He's like, "Son, how come you can't be downstairs? And how come you can't 
You know, if I'm waking up early in the morning, I'm busting my behind, I'm doing work, I'm cooking all breakfast, you telling me I can't you can't you can't come down here at six ten at a time like bro, like why you why you why you tripping? Like why you mad? Why are you riding me? Like, like why that? you mad? <laughs> but here's one thing that he told me, man, like, you know, that really just opened my eyes and, and, and really realized what he was doing. Cause he's like, son, he's like, you realize I ain't gotta do this for y'all, man. I don't have to cook y'all breakfast. You know, there's some parent, you know, there's some kids, man, who don't even get this type of breakfast. He's like, he was cooking his eggs, bacon, sausage, grits, cinnamon roll. You know what I'm saying? He's <laughs> like, son, he's like, son, he's like, there are kids out there who just eat cereal. He's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, sacrifice my sleep so y'all make sure y'all can have good nutrition before y'all go to school. He's like, son, like, I don't have to do this for y'all, man. But do you know the reason why I get up so early and the reason why I do what I do? I said, I said, why? He said, because I don't want no, nobody outwork me. I was like, man, that just hit me deep. I'm like, man, like, you doing this because you want to take care of us for real. And it just really changed my mindset at the time. So that's where I got it from, like, the fact that I get up early in the morning and work out and do the, and practice those habits because I want to do the same for my kids. So having that good father in my life, it showed me, like, okay, like, when I get kids on my own, I'm doing the same thing. I'm getting up early. I'm sacrificing myself. So they can make sure they go come up good. So I learned a lot of that from my dad just because like he made sacrifices for us to uh you know wake up early, do the things he had to do so we could, you know, be able to be well off. So I give all that credit to my dad, like, you know, this fact that he, you know, always made sure that we was we was coming up good. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate it for that. So mm-hmm. yeah. And thinking about dad or parents in general. Um, I read a blog from some uh, from a young, maybe 20-ish girl who was like, I can't do this yet. I, I, maybe someday I can do this, but I can't do it yet. And mom, stop telling me to, to get this done or whatever. And dad, stop telling me to do that because I just can't do this yet. Da, 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 da. And as I read through that blog, I was like, but here's what, what she was not seeing. When you were one year old, we stood you up against the couch and we said, come on, come on. And we knew you couldn't do it. But we were telling you and commanding you to do it anyway. Why? Because we knew you would be able to do it eventually. But you wouldn't if we would have never pushed you. So the first few times that we were like, come on, you know, and really we knew that the first time you were going to take a step, the second step would be a nose plant. And that's why we were always right here because we knew you can't do this yet, but I'm here, you know, and we called you out same way with writing your name. We knew that the E would be backwards. We knew that the R would be backwards. We knew that the, you know, sometimes the T would be upside down. We knew these things, but we said, do it again, do it again. And I need you to do it again until you get it right. You know, um, we always call out in you what you can't do first. And we ride you until you can do it. It started with walking. Well, it probably started with crawling. It started with, you know, um, learning to write your letters and potty training, you know, and getting frustrated at you. And, you know, like, you can do this. I know you know the difference, you know. And But parents are always calling out. And my dad was like, he was so good at stuff like that. He would give me a job and let me fail. He called it out in me knowing I would fail because he wanted me to be able to master it later. Mm-hmm. 
And some, as I'm listening to you re- relive those moments, because we all felt them, relive those moments of, why are you riding me? Get off my back. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, how many of those things did you just talk about that you now are doing in your life? You know, right. your dad called out, the, you know, what is that verse in the Bible? Um, calling it as if it were so, even when it is not so yet. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to look up that Bible verse, but calling something as if it were so, even before it is that, even before it is so. Um, like parents, we've learned that from our parents. We've learned it from the Lord. Like we call things out and we draw them out on you and we hold you to a higher standard, even though we know you're not capable right now. And so when that I was reading that blog, I was like, oof. She needs to hear this. She needs to hear that your mom's telling you to knock it off, get it done. Because she knows you need to be able to master it. She knows you can master it. And the more she makes you and pulls you along, the better off you'll be once you get it mastered. But I was just like you. I mean, I had all kinds of resentment towards my parents when they would, you know, what were you thinking? (laughs) I don't know. I'm 15. What was I thinking, Mom? (laughs) You know? But, um, yeah, I love the way parents call that out in you and that fruit comes to a harvest later, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like over time, like, you know, you start to realize it once you get older because, like, sometimes, like, when you're young and you're naive, you don't really see it mm-hmm. for what it really is. Um, but it took me till I got, you know, 18 and got out the house, and, you know, you know, when I was in college, like, that's when I started to see, like, started to see, like, what my dad was really trying to tell me at the time. Like, when he would have those talks with me about, le- you know, my dad used to love the lecture. Like, he used mm-hmm. to love the lecture. And, you know, he liked to always, like, he would, like, philosophical. Mm-hmm. So every time, like, it wouldn't even, it was sometimes, like, most of the time, like, if I got in trouble, if I did something wrong, like, he would, you know, sit down and, you know, he would talk to me for about 45 minutes to an hour about how, you know, this is this what this why you can't do this, you know, when you get out here in the world, you know, you gonna experience this and you gotta be careful when you go about this and that. And sometimes like I'd be I sitting there, I'm like, man, like that ain't gonna happen. And then like, you know, when you live out on your own, it's just like, oh man, I see what you're trying to tell me for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was all out of love. You know, it was all out of love. So, you know, that's that's the thing, like, you know, if you're fortunate to have your dad or even both parents in your house man like that's something that you know sometimes we can take for granted for real Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and uh, you know I really salute salute that you know I I was just really blessed to be able to you know have that you know coming up you know both parents you know in my house like that and uh, you know just the sacrifice they made like one thing about my dad is like when I was playing sports he was always there even though he always had to work he was always there yep and sometimes like that's the thing. It's like sometimes, like, that's one thing most people, like, most kids, like, coming up, they wish they had, like, a dad who would be there, toss the football, you know, shoot the basketball with, just doing simple stuff, like, and, and that's the thing. Sometimes we, you know, we as people, like, we get so um, busy just, like, running around, doing all this different type of stuff, and it's like, sometimes you just got to slow down, man, and just spend time with your family for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that can be hard, especially for the working dads, man. You Sometimes you got, you know, you may have a dad who got to work like 14, 16-hour shift, man. You know, I got a you know a friend who, who told me how, 
you know, when he was coming up, he barely ever saw his dad just because he was always working. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to work to. I think there was the maybe ten years there yeah. that my husband almost every like three weekends out of every month he would work seven days a week. He would work overtime on both days of the weekend, and you know. He would see the girls in the evening, but, you know, they really grieved and missed that time with him. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he was killing himself to give them a life that he thought they needed to have, mm-hmm. you know. And I see that in so many dads. They will sacrifice They will sacrifice years of quality time with the kids right now to give them the future that they hope to be able to give them. Or to give them maybe some luxuries as they're growing up that they didn't have when they were kids or, you know, just whatever the reason. And, and I mean, dads really are a special breed, you know, and you know, I want to be able to recognize all the, all the people, you know, the foster parents, the foster dads, the, the, you know, moms who have to act like a dad and, you know, all that. But as we're going through this time in our country where we're trying to be so careful not to offend this group or that group or this you know gender or this culture or whatever we also sometimes even though we mean well trying to give honor to everyone we're also watering down and we are taking away the good things about dads. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, that's... A, that's a, oh, man, I can get in that one. Right, and we... And, you know, like, we got into that, like, I mentioned femini- femininity, you know, or fe- yeah. uh, feminist movement. You mm-hmm. know, and, and I applaud it, and I take part in it, and I love it. But I also don't like what I'm seeing happening to the men in mm-hmm. our country where we're pulling back, like, I don't want you to walk on the outside, you know, on the sidewalk by the road to protect me. I can protect myself. I, and I don't want to say thank you when you open the door. Come on. That is chivalrous. That is wonderful. That is, you know, like, and, and, and we have gotten to the point where we're, we're trying to make a point that we can do anything a man can do. We can't, by the way, that we're losing the things that make us special and unique. And we're making them feel like nobody needs them. Mm -hmm. You know, we just stop that because nothing can replace a dad, a man in a relationship, in a a parent child relationship, in a like it, uh, you know, men just need to be celebrated and honored in ways that we're not doing anymore. Mm -hmm. And it needs to stop. Because if we can't celebrate them, they'll never be able to celebrate us. And we'll never be able to have a whole country. We're always fighting against each other. So think about things your dad did for you this week um, that made things so wonderful. I'm going to tell one more story. My husband would always um, pick her up from school um, when I had a different job, not in public school. He would pick her up from school, and every day he would hide a snack in his lunchbox that he either hadn't eaten or he had bought or whatever, and my youngest daughter. But there was one week they were going to send him off on a field trip to go fix an airplane in Miami or something, and he knew that every day when she got in the truck, she was digging through his lunchbox looking for that treat. And so we got up, left for school, and he left for work. When we got home from school, he had a Rice Krispie bar taped to the refrigerator door handle that said, I love you, dad. And I was like, come on, that's some good stuff right there. He knew he was gonna be gone and he knew she was gonna miss it. And in his handwriting, he said, I love you, dad. 
on a Rice Krispie bar taped to the refrigerator. Dadgum, that was a good move, you know? And all the men I know do really great stuff like that. And so celebrate your dad. Remind him of some of those things that he's done for you um, on Sunday. Remind him of some of those memories you might have with him where he either pushed you hard and it turned out to be a really good thing in your life or when he left a Rice Krispie bar ticked to the refrigerator for you. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, most definitely, man. It's definitely uh, the time to do it. Now, you don't have to wait till Sunday to do that. I mean, you can do that any time of the day, but, you know, I feel like it's always good to, like, show your dad love, especially, like, if he's still around, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's still there in the house with you and he's still taking care of you, you know, obviously, give him that, give him that appreciation for it. You know what I'm saying? And, and hopefully my dad see this for real. Like, sometimes I think, like, my dad, like, I send my dad my podcast, so he might be listening to it. But if he do, like, you know, I just want to just say, um, I just want to let my dad know I love him for real. I know he knows that, but, like, I'm just going to say that right now on the podcast. Like, I love my dad for real. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that he was still there for me. Now, of course, like, for those of you who are listening to this, like, man, like, you know, I wish I could do that. I wish I had a dad, man. Maybe it don't have to be your dad. Maybe just some male figure that, you know, yeah. was able to help you, help guide you. You know, maybe it was your granddad. Maybe it was, a, like, maybe your uncle. Maybe a, a neighbor down the street. You know, your stepdad. You know what I'm saying? Any male figure, man, that tried to help you along the way, man. You know, it don't have to be your, your biological dad. Because I know some biological dads chose not to be in their kid's life for some reason. I don't agree with that. I think, like, as a man, you know, it don't matter, like, if you meant to have the kid or not, you still got to be there for your kid, man. It's still a part of you, man. Like, you can't you can't run away from it. So, from them lads who, like, man, like, you know, who don't want to be there for them kids, man, you know, it's time for y'all to step up, man. Y'all, your kid needs you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a money thing, man, then, hey, listen, like I say, man, you can get money. You can get money back, but you can't get your time back. You know what I'm saying? They print money, but they don't print time. So mm, again, if that's you're worried, good. You worried about trying to get money, trying to stack your bread up for yourself, man, just because, you know, I, you know, when you had your kid, you didn't have the money at the time, and you wanted to go off and do your own thing. Hey, listen, man. Like I said, man, your kid really needs you, man. So if you that if you if you that father out there, you know, haven't talked to that kid, you know, who haven't been have had a good relationship with your kid. It's time to step up. Time to take ownership of that, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't realize, like, that kid needs you, man. What that kid, Your son, he needs you, man. So, again, I'm telling you, why is it that, you know, when I heard the statistic, when I was watching this documentary, that 70% of people who join gangs or join violent activity grew up without fathers? Mm. What's up? 70% of people mm. who join the gang Grow, grew up without a father figure. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. Like when they get in that app, when they get in there, when they when they go into those violent gangs, or you know when they, I remember watching Beyond Scared Straight about them kids, like them kids, them teenagers, um, going going to prison visit. You know, being in the system, being feeling like it was like the system. They interview the kids, and you know most of the you know most of the time, you know the kids be like, man, like. You know, I'm this way. You know, I choose to act this way because, you know, my dad, he in jail. Or he, he wasn't there. So a lot of those kids feel neglected. So all that is, man, 
it's just trying to find a sense of community. That's why kids, some kids act the way they do. Because, again, if they don't get it from the household, they got to find somewhere else. And it's different. The love in the street is different from the love that they get from the parents. Mm -hmm. So, again, fathers, man, y'all got to step up, man. Y'all got to tell your kids you love them, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't let this, don't, don't, don't let this matrix, being a part of this matrix, don't let that get in your head, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when, when you was talking about, you know, how sometimes, you know, females, man, some of y'all female, man, y'all don't want your, don't want the dad around and stuff like that. Y'all thinking like, y'all don't need no man. Listen, a man need a woman and a woman need a man. Simple as that. You can't do it by yourself because a man and a woman, you know, when a man and a woman get together, they create that trio, that tri that trio, which means the child, the offspring. You know what I'm saying? So again, y'all, man, men and women, we both need each other for real. So don't ever let nobody tell you, oh, like, you can be fine with a single parent. That may be true in some cases, but most of the time it's not. Statistically, it's not. Mm. So again, yeah. Again, man, fathers, man, speaking to y'all since y'all, since supposedly y'all day on Sunday. So, like I said, man, develop the relationship with your kids, man. And, uh, you know, don't let nobody try to get in the way with that, man. I know sometimes it can be hard, you know, especially if you ain't, if you separate from your girl or not. Maybe you and your girl or your wife got issues, man. That's still no excuse as to why you can't be there with your kids. So, yeah, man, I just thought I'd say that. You know what I'm saying? Thought I would. You know, and my final thoughts on that, man. So that's all I really got to say on that, man. But anyway, man, you know, I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, man. Um, and, uh, you know, just keep doing what y'all doing, man. And continue to build that bond with your family mm -hmm. and everything like that. So that's all I got to say. Heather, you got anything else you want to say? We're good. I think, I think you nailed it. All right. And, all right, then. Well, hey, listen. If nothing else, it has been a great episode. Once again, appreciate my girl Heather coming all the way out here. Now I gotta return the favor. I gotta come out there on that farm, man. I gotta take a flight out to. Uh, now Heather gotta Heather has to figure out how to get me out there for free, so if she can get me out there to Oklahoma to Tulsa for free. Hey, listen, man, I'll be down to come out there check out the farm because I think that from what she told me, she live on the farm. So, uh, so I'm going to need to check out all the animals out there, man. Maybe have some country dinner, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Have some fresh, have some fresh killed chicken. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like, just, just. Okay, so have you ever, you know the phrase, run around like a chicken with its head cut off? Yeah. Have you ever seen a chicken run around with its head cut off? I have not seen that. You have to see it and experience. Yeah, he he gonna eat some chicken. Yeah, I'm gonna eat some live <laughs> chicken. It's gonna still be squawking. What? <laughs> no, still, for, still. you cut their head off, they will get up and run around the yard for a minute. Oh man, <laughs> they don't know now, where they at. <laughs> I need to I'm, have I'm, him see this. I'm gonna have to see this, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in for one heck of a spirit. I'm be out here shooting my. Shooting my first BB gun, my rifles. Yeah. I'm gonna get all dressed up in a camel. You know what I'm saying? Oh my, okay, we need to take him hog hunting. Oh, let's see. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll set up we'll set up a country experience for you. Yeah, since she came out here, I gotta come out there. That's man. right. You know That's saying? right. It's only fair. But we'll figure it out, man. Like I said, like 
We'll figure it out. We'll get you out to the country. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm going to probably uh, have to take pictures of that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, listen. It's been a great show. It's been a great episode today. Make sure y'all check my girl Heather out on Instagram at Heather underscore Nuttall underscore Westover. Again, that's at Heather underscore Nuttall underscore Westover. And I'll make sure to put her Instagram in the link so that way y'all can uh, be able to access that, access it through that way. And y'all already know, y'all already know through my page, follow me on Instagram at Disinfect Your Life. That's no spaces, no capitals. Once again, that's at Disinfect Your Life. That's no spaces, no capitals, man. Go check out all my latest and greatest that's going on, man. And uh, go check out my book as well, Step Towards Your Purpose, man. Like I said, man, it's still out there on Amazon, so definitely go check all that out, man. Get you a great reading for the summer, man. Mm-hmm. I know it's the summer, you know, people gonna be outside. I was seeing I, when I was go, when I was coming, going past the pool in my apartment complex, I saw some people out there reading, man, by the sun, just laying out. So again, it's the time, it's the time of the year. People sit outside, you know, like to read their favorite book. Definitely go get you a summer read for this year. Go check out my book. Go check out Heather's book, man. You got so many options, man. You got authors in the house. That's right. You got authors in the house, man. She, she, even, she ain't even go to school for this, man. She ain't even, she ain't even major no uh, journalism. She just wrote a book. I didn't go to college, not even she one even, hour. She didn't even go to college. <laughs> she didn't even get no credit out. Not <laughs> she one. She didn't get one credit. She didn't even roll. Tell me I can't do something. Enrolled. I'll show you. Yeah, you know, I know. So, again, you live in proof. Live in proof that... You don't need to wait for nobody's permission to go out and accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. And if, especially if it's your purpose. Yes. If, if it is your purpose and you step towards it, you can yep. do it with degree, no degree, yep. money, no money. Yep. It happens. Yep. So you already know, man. Like I say, that's all we about. Step towards your purpose, man. So again, y'all doing that every day, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all life is going to be so much better. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, man, I don't want to keep y'all for much longer, man. Y'all already know what it is. This your boy, Chris Sims, alongside special guest, Heather Nuttall Westover. We out. Take care, y'all. Peace.